Jody and I were married in the fall of 1997. We were best friends. However, I would describe our marriage in the beginning as average. God blessed us with four amazing children. I became very focused on building my business and dealing with all the pressures that came along with that and providing for my family. Jody and I would argue over things that seemed in insignificant. A statement like, why is the grocery bill so high this week, would turn into a fight. Jody would try to explain how she didn't feel loved by me, and I just felt like I wanted to know why the grocery bill was so high. No, what, no, wonder, no matter what the argument was about, it always ended the same way. Jody felt unloved and I and not cherished. She would describe to me how she didn't think I ever really fell in love with her at all. Scott was physically present in our marriage. I just didn't feel like I had his heart. We were best friends raising our kids and I saw Scott trying. He was really home all the time. He wasn't the kind of husband that was on a golf league or out every night with the guys. I couldn't get on top of this feeling of being lonely. Something was missing and it didn't matter how hard I tried. I just couldn't squeeze one more drop of love out of Scott. After our last child was born, I started meeting a girlfriend at the gym. We would meet at 5 a.m. so I wouldn't mess up the kids' schedule during the day. These workouts in the wee early morning hours led to an inappropriate relationship with a man. It was not a physical relationship. It was, in fact, at any given point, I could easily explain away that the relationship was purely friendship. I wasn't looking for this. I don't even think I desired it. However, I know in my heart that it crossed the boundary lines of marriage, and it was filling a void that I had. So I guess you'd call it an emotional affair. I clearly remember a night in January of 2015. Scott and I were not getting along, and I was sick of the same pattern of arguing. I remember going to bed talking to God. I had always felt the hand of God guiding me in a different direction, but I continued to fall into the trap of a generational curse. I wanted to make the change, but it was just so much easier to stay in the path of those that went before me. No matter how hard I tried, I could see that my marriage and family was starting to mirror the destruction that was in my heritage. So I asked God to please help me to be a godly wife. He was clear in his instruction. He showed me how I was trying to take the leadership role in our family. I was arguing and fighting for my way in so many circumstances. And God reminded me that I was created to be Scott's helper. I was not made to be the leader. This hit me like a ton of bricks. I was not helping my husband at all. I was working against him in every situation. This is why I was so discontent. I wasn't successful in what I was trying to be, the leader. Of course, I wasn't supposed to be the leader. So God asked me to close my mouth and to not argue with Scott anymore. And he asked me to stop talking to this other guy. I did stop talking to the other guy, and I practiced keeping my mouth shut. I would feel peace in the moment, but the circumstances didn't really change. I just kept pouring my heart out to God, and I realize now that this was the very first step in the right direction. I began to be obedient.
In February of 2015, our family was in Florida on vacation. I came home to work for a week. During that week, God was working on me through a series of events. It all came together on Sunday, March 8, with Jim's sermon on the Lord's discipline. During the service, I was convicted. Jim asked us to come to the altar to confess the sins in our lives. I was almost picked up out of my seat. As I prayed, I knew it had to do with Jody and our marriage, but I didn't fully understand why I was there. God revealed to me that I didn't love Jody the way I was supposed to. I told God that I was holding back because I didn't want to get hurt if I gave her my all. I confessed that I had never healed from a previous relationship and was holding out on Jody. Because I did not want to be vulnerable again. In a sense, it was my pride stopping me from loving her 100%. I can't explain it, but something switched inside of me. I loved my wife differently. After the service, immediately after the service, I flew back to Florida. I saw Jody in a new way. I realized going to the altar was my first act of obedience. By the time Scott back, by the time Scott back and Scott got back to Florida, I had received a letter from him that he had written in the plane. He explained what had happened to him the week that he was home and how the church service had affected him. He confessed that he hasn't loved me like he should have and that he was sorry. I was skeptical, but after spending a few days with him, I saw that there was a huge change in our marriage, and I could tell that it wasn't a fleeting change of heart, that it really was an act of God healing his heart. Four weeks later, I was diagnosed with stage 3 breast cancer. Jody's diagnosis was just devastating to me. I cried more in, in the few weeks than I had in 40 years. I walked around for weeks just numb. I had no desire to work, and I knew we would have a mountain of medical bills coming. All I wanted to do was be with Jody and our family. I was shocked. Why now? We're just getting things figured out. Scott and I threw our fears and anxieties to the Lord, asking him to just take it all, and we'll just be obedient. We prayed together all the time, seeking his direction and how we should proceed. I have always taken a holistic approach to healing. However, after many tests came back unfavorably, we hit a fork in the road. God made it very clear that I was to receive chemo and surgery as my treatment. I was devastated at his leading. So with a heavy heart, I proceeded the way that he wanted me to go, even though at the time I didn't understand why. My summer consisted of numerous surgeries and six months of chemotherapy. And during this time, God prompted us to go on the Israel trip with Pastor Jim. It seemed foolish to us and to many around us to go on such a journey at this time. We prayed for months about it, but it was evident that God's answer was go. So sandwiched between my last chemo treatment and more scheduled surgeries, we headed to Israel. Israel is a trip that's going to forever grow in my heart. There's just two things I wanted to stand, I wanted to tell you that stand out to me. The first thing is we worshiped in Bethlehem on a Sunday. We were near a cave that may have been similar to the one that Jesus was born in. 
There was a Palestinian Christian tour guide that met us there to take us around that day. While we sat near the entrance of the cave, she began to teach us what the role of the shepherd is. She taught us how the shepherd calls his sheep by tapping his staff on the ground, or he may call to them and they recognize his voice. Then she asked us, what do you think a shepherd does with that sheep that continues to walk away from the pack? the sheep that doesn't answer the good shepherd's calling. She went on to explain what the shepherd does. The shepherd will go find that sheep and he'll twist his leg, or in essence, he breaks it. And then he'll carry that sheep on his shoulders wherever he goes. He'll nurse him back to health. And she went on to say that that sheep now knows to trust his good shepherd in all circumstances and not to leave again. That hit me right between the eyes. I now knew why God chose surgery and chemo for my path of treatment. He had to break my leg so that he could nurse me back to health. And now I trust my shepherd like I never could have with natural healing. And I'll never leave him again. The second thing that happened is there was an evening uh, in Jerusalem where we were eating dinner. I sat with a group of friends that included Jim Samra. We began a discussion on how sin in our lives can be a portal to sin in our children's lives. The Holy Spirit was working on me, and I knew it had something to do with the sin in my life that I had not confessed, and one of our children who had some behavioral issues. I asked Jim if I needed to confess this sin to a person, or could I just handle it with the Lord? Jim thought about it and said that I could handle it with the Lord. He didn't know what my sin was. We went into our debrief room for the evening to talk about our day. A friend in the group spoke up and said that he had a verse from James 5 that the Lord gave him, and he felt that someone in the room needed to hear it. Confess your sins to one another and be healed. I knew what I needed to do. So with a heavy heart, I poured out my confession to Scott that night in our hotel room, and I was so afraid that it was going to rock the amazing husband that he has been to me, but I was wrong. When Jody confessed to me, I was surprised at my own reaction. I thought I should have felt anger and disappointment. Instead, I felt more love for her than ever. I felt sorry that she was going through all of these circumstances. God was completely covering us with his grace, even in this. I believe that God used the diagnosis of cancer and the treatment of chemo to discipline me and to cause me to confess my sin. But through it all, I have felt nothing but love from the Lord. The grace is more than we can handle, and the blessing is truly more than we can shoulder. You see, we found out that Jody had cancer after we made our Grace Beyond pledge. We had prayed and stretched ourselves to make sure we could fill, fulfill the pledge the Lord was asking us to give. Personally, I was worried about how we were going to fulfill the, this pledge now. Many times I wondered if God was changing my life as he did in Job's. It's unexplainable what the Lord has done in less than a year. Although I took most of the summer off to go to every single one of Jody's appointments and to care for her, we have been able to pay all of our medical bills. God has also allowed us to fulfill our Grace Beyond pledge in full. I questioned 
before why God would prompt us to make such a pledge when he knew what was around the corner for us. God, who is the owner of the cattle on a thousand hills, taught me that obedience trumps business plans and common sense every single time. Also, I wasn't aware of the conversation that Jody had at her end of the table that night with Pastor Jim. I didn't know, I, I, I know she knew the confession of her sin could bring healing to our child. After we were home from Israel for a few weeks, I mentioned to Jody that our child seemed different. I wondered what had brought change in his life. Jody explained to me what she knew, that she knew what it was. It's now been nine months. He's still released from these uh, behavior issues and just is so joyful and an amazing part of our family. Our marriage is completely restored and it elevated from where it began. Lastly, but not at least, that God has sustained Jody during this grueling chemo, through the grueling chemo treatments, and she stands here healthy today.